0: Hi again, everyone. Thanks for listening to LJN Radio. I'm Tim Numa, and on Management Decisions today, we dive into the marketing and promotion of minor league sports teams. Now, especially in terms of selling this product, it's an interesting world to explore. Here to talk about this in more detail, we have John Greenberg in the studio. Now, John is the president of the Milwaukee Admirals, who play hockey in the AHL. For those who don't know, it's a developmental league for the National Hockey League, and the Admirals actually are the affiliate for the NHL's Nashville Predators. So, some info there as well. John, thanks for coming in with us. Thanks for having me. Well, as I mentioned, you know, I think it is interesting, the idea of sports and minor league side, especially as far as marketing promotions. I'm a big sports person, but I know you got to draw people in that kind of from all facets. Uh, I guess the first thing I want to ask is, what do you see as being the major difference in trying to promote and market a sports franchise versus a product that you might see or a service that you might see? Think of the traditional side of things versus sports.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, we're not a uh, your standard product that you go pick up off the shelf. Right. We're we're an entertainment experience for people, and we're not something you absolutely have to have. Hmm. So we have to find a way to differentiate ourselves that way to the market. You're going to use your discretionary income to choose to come and see us, right. as opposed to uh, I really need to go, you know, get that bottle of detergent off the <laughs> shelf. You know, so I'm not marketing. Liquid soap, I'm marketing a
0: sports and entertainment experience. Sure. Well, I think I find it interesting you mentioned that entertainment experience that is a big part of it. Um, you know, I'm a huge sports fan, so I might not be the market that you're you're promoting to because I'm going to come if I like it one sure. way or the other. But how does it play into a role as far as the winning or the losing aspect? Because I would imagine even a casual fan, they want to see a winner. But how much does that really play a role on the minor league side?
1: You know, it's funny that you asked that because we're, we're in the process of doing some major market research right now. Oh, and cool. one of the questions that we're asking, is, you know, winning and losing, where does that rank in right. your decision to be a season ticket holder or mm-hmm. a single game buyer? And it's very low on really? people's uh, scales. I, mean, you know, I think we're, we're a little bit spoiled here in the fact that we've had really good hockey teams right. for a long time, have been in the playoffs for 12 straight years. And so that side of it seems to have taken care of itself. We haven't had to have that experiment sure. of <laughs> we're really bad, How, now what do we do? But yeah. I think people have chosen to come out as part of an entertainment experience for the night, and if we can entertain them around the game, and they find that they really enjoy the game, then you hopefully have built a fan. Sure. Uh, that way, it's part of our our whole mission for entertainment. Is that you know our team might go out there, we could have a great hockey team, but you come that night and we lose six to one. That's a good point. But yeah. you know we could still entertain you with all the other things that we do. So we have to do those as well as we can. Right. So that we. Uh, Make you want to come back that way, you still feel like you got your money's worth. Sure.
0: No, that is a good point. I think people think about that. You could have a team that's 20 and one at home, but you came to that one game where they lost and (laughs) then you're unhappy for some reason. But yeah, I think people don't think about that. How about the difference between, you know, a major league, quote unquote, franchise? So obviously, here we don't have hockey in Milwaukee, but we have the Brewers, which you were a part sure. of in public yep. relations. Is there a difference there in terms of how you try to market that team versus a minor league product?
1: No question. Okay. Uh, the winning and losing at the major league level is important to sure. people. People do want to have the Brewers go to the World Series or the Packers go to the Super Bowl or mm-hmm. the Bucks go to the NBA Finals. Here, they want to have fun. They want to see a creative product come out there. They want to have a goofy promotion. You know, ah. It's the things that get your attention that you might be able to be a part of. It's a it's a much smaller experience. I mean, as much as I would like to like to draw eighteen thousand people a night, right? Um, you know, we're very realistic of what our our base is and what we're trying to do on a regular base. You know, regular attendance game over game. So it is different. Um, you can try a lot more at the minor league level than right. you can at the uh, major league level. I was told people. You know, when I came to the Admirals, I, I took that big file of stuff I always wanted to do <laughs> at the Brewers and I brought it over and I started doing it. Yeah, and that's been a real. Positive uh, part of the experience of moving to the minor league side.
0: I love that you brought that up. I, I think people who have been to minor league baseball games, who have been to you know developmental or minor league uh, hockey games, they can see that. Is that just a matter of? Because there's not as much money going into it, or that you don't, it's essentially you look at Major League Baseball or NHL as, in a way, a corporation because everybody's controlling certain things and you understand why. Mm-hmm. Is that the big part of it that you just have more freedom when you're talking about the minor league center? Yeah, I think
1: you do. And I think that uh, you do have to find a way to differentiate yourself. Um, you know, we're a minor league team in a major league market, right? And that's a, a huge thing for us. And it makes, we understand what we are. Uh, and that was a big, deal when we came in 10 years ago was okay what are we okay let's not try to be what we're not let's sure. try to be what we are and we have to have our niche in this market right as the minor league hockey team the admirals have been around for a long time people know that but we're not the NHL. We have guys who have played in the NHL mm-hmm. and we have guys who are going to play in the NHL. Right. But at the same time, people like to uh, to come out for a Harrius back night or, or salute to <laughs> Seinfeld and bring in celebrities and things like that, that, yeah. that maybe you don't try at the major league level.
0: I definitely want to get to more of those kind of crazy there promotions. You yeah. But you brought up the point of the idea that even though Milwaukee in the grand scheme of things is smaller, when you talk about MLB, NFL, NHL, obviously there's no team here, but you do have the professional teams here. Kind of like with the Chicago Wolves, they obviously have the major league franchises as well what is the relationship like when it comes to with the Admirals being the minor league side and then you have the Bucks who obviously play in the same building you have the Brewers who are huge in this area and then of course you have to include the Packers mm-hmm. even though it's oh, in sure. Green Bay What is that relationship like? Is it an advantage, a disadvantage? How do you kind of gauge that? Well,
1: we've got a great relationship with the Brewers
0: for a couple of reasons. One, Harris Turr, who's our
1: owner of the Admirals, is also a Brewers investor. Sure. Uh, And Mark Atanasio obviously owns the Brewers is an Admirals investor. Right. So we've got those synergies. Obviously, I came from the Brewers. They're a corporate sponsor of ours. Mm -hmm. We we actually wear their patch on our uniform. They're our sole uniform uh, sponsor. So we have a great relationship with them. And, you know, in terms of the Bucks being in the same building, you know, we, we do try to uh, coexist in that space right. and, you know, understand that they're the big dog and we're not number one on the, on the list of uh, things, but at the same time, you know, we do help them, you know, more people coming downtown for events is good for both of us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we can drive big number, attendance numbers and they can drive big attendance numbers, that's a good thing for a lot of reasons downtown. The Packers, uh, we've got a good relationship with Justin in general. Uh, we have, haven't done a whole lot with them, but uh, right. you know we'd, we'd certainly love to be more involved with them if uh, that opportunity ever presented itself.
0: Does the success of any of those teams help relate in any way to bringing people to the Emeralds games? You mentioned people being downtown, obviously being a big factor. Um, I had Keith Tozer on a couple of years ago and he talked about how he you know, he loved when everyone was doing well because he got the sense that you want to come out and see a winner and the more winning and you want to see it more. Do you get that sense with the Emeralds or is that a little bit tougher to measure?
1: You know what? We're back during the, uh, the NBA uh, lockout a few years ago, we thought this would be an interesting experiment to see we're the only ones playing uh, in the building. So is that going to be a boon for us? Is it going to be a drag because people aren't used to coming downtown? And we saw a little bit of a positive spike, but I think at the end of the day, it was people stopped coming downtown for stuff. The the people who were used to coming down for sporting events, all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, the Bucks aren't playing. And we weren't top of mind Mm -hmm. uh, as much as we would have hoped we would be. But it's, uh, I think seeing... Successful, you know, the Bucks' success this year tied to, you know, more people coming into the building. I think that has certainly helped. Um, I think it's certainly helped the businesses that are downtown as well uh, around the the building. Just more people down here is a good thing.
0: I won't get into the arena discussion. Uh, That would be another topic for another day. But I mentioned from the beginning that I've always seen and heard that you guys do a great job when it comes to the promotions and, and marketing. Is there something you really take pride in or you feel that the organization does specifically well? that has given you that reputation and has allowed you to be successful in the market?
1: Well, one of the missions that we uh, put forth when we came in was, it's a statement that we say on a regular basis in our offices, is our job is to entertain you from the minute you walk through the door to the minute that you leave. All the things that we do, the TV timeouts, the intermissions, the uh, everything on the video board, mm-hmm. the entertainment we might bring in, it all surrounds the game of hockey and gives you a full entertainment experience. And if you're a season ticket holder with us, we have 38 home games. We want to give you 38 different shows. Sure. Uh, we don't want you to have to feel like, oh, here, they're doing that again. <laughs> Those are missions of ours and uh, our league – Uh, started giving out an award about five or six years ago for the best fan experience. Oh, nice. And we won it the first year that they gave it out. Awesome. And that for us was a true validation for what that mission is Mm -hmm. in our front office. I mean, the hockey side is trying to win a Calder Cup the business side is trying to win the best fan experience. And so we were able to do that. And obviously we've won a Calder Cup in this market before it was before I got here. So it's time to do that again. (laughs) Uh, But it'd be great if we married both of those two things together in the Mm -hmm. same season, it, it would pretty much be reason for a parade down Wisconsin Avenue.
0: And that really is the most fascinating part to me, as you said, just the merging of those things, because on the one side they have no relation, but as you've mentioned here, there's a lot of connectivity with that. Are there uh, some particular popular experiences or promotions that you guys run consistently or that you think really do help with that fan experience or bring the fans in or, or help in some way?
1: Yeah, I think the the, enter- the musical entertainment that we bring in after mm-hmm. games has become something that we're known for. Yeah. Uh, it's something that when we start putting together our promotional schedule or it's time to roll it out, it's the question that's most often asked. Really? Is what's the concert series going to be. Yeah, That's something that predated us when we came in there. We were doing one or two shows a year. Uh, we ramped that up now to four a year and there's always going to be a country show and there's always going to be a classic rock show. And mm-hmm. then we try to kind of mix and match and things that'll try and drive attendance. And you know, those are the biggest nights for us, their biggest uh, attendance, the biggest grossing night from revenue. Right. So you know, that's certainly a huge part of what we do hockey season really i think for most people starts right around christmas okay you'll see our attendance start to really jump once we get to the christmas time period so it is one of the issues with uh, having the packers be as powerful as they are right. Those october <laughs> november december games are tough yeah. to be able to sell cuz it, it is so football dominated but you know i think the concert series is a big thing i think you know then the kind of the fun promotions that we do every year you know the dog day the uh the bobbleheads, the salute to wrestling, which has been a huge yeah, success heard, for us I, I've every seen year. a lot of that, yeah. So <laughs>
0: those things, I think, are all big parts of what we do. With some of that stuff, obviously, you know, when I've been at games, you guys will do things with the players uh, you know, on the video board and do some funny stuff with that. Do you get the sense at this level, they get it, they understand that even if they are you know, trying to attain their dream of getting to the NHL, that this is a part of it, this is important. Do you get that sense or do you still have a little bit of... Not forcing them, but convincing them that it needs to happen. Yeah, there's generally... I I will tell you that going
1: from baseball to hockey and the way we were able to deal with players, obviously at the major league level as opposed to the minor league level, you're able to do more with guys at the minor league level. One they need to learn how to do these types of things. It's sure. actually part of their development so that when they get to the next level that they don't feel like they're just a fish out of water. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that goes to even like community relations types things that we do where we take a guy to go read or speak or visit a hospital and things like that. They have to learn how to do those things. Sure. So they're always open to doing them. When it comes time for the goofy stuff, um, you can kind of handpick the guys that uh, you think would be good <laughs> for doing it. A few years ago we had uh, – Michael Latta, who is now playing for the Washington Capitals, he was doing a thing for Children's Hospital for us, and was in a crib in a full onesie, you know, oh, and he was like totally like on board doing <laughs> right, for doing right. all that stuff. So you know, hockey players are pretty grounded people, and yeah. they, they seem to kind of get what we're trying to do. And very rarely do you ever get any pushback that a guy doesn't want to be involved in in helping to promote the team and right. maybe have a little bit of fun. You know, now with the social media and the YouTube and all that stuff that's out there, yeah. They realize that once they do it, it's going to be out there forever. It's not <laughs> like they you know, can hide it. So yeah. um, they're, they're pretty good about wanting to be uh, part of the show.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, I think, a cool part of it. To yeah. see those guys be themselves in a way and, and not be a little you know too stuffed when it comes to that item. How about some of the other crazier things that you've done? You, you touched on a couple there. Whether they worked or not, sometimes you got to try stuff out and they don't. And yeah. for those who might know, Bill Veck was obviously one of the guys who was kind of the pioneer with doing this in minor league baseball and stuff, but he he had incredibly crazy ideas. But what are some that stick out in your mind?
1: You know, it's funny you bring up Bill Veck's name because uh, the first year that I was with the admirals, uh, there's a book that his son wrote mm. uh, called Fun is Good. And I bought everybody on the staff that book. Because it really kind of exemplified what we were trying to be. Right. And there was a part in that book about how he was trying to get uh, the Tampa Bay Rays to give out uh <laughs> as a promotion. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, all these people are our supporters. So why would ah, we give them? So I like we were it. like, <laughs> and he said, whoever does this is going to get a huge benefit out of it. It's like, well, we have to do that. I mean, <laughs> that would be totally fun. Right. And so I, I rec- remember that we were out there tr- pitching it to sponsors and, the sponsors would laugh and think it was great and then tell us they couldn't do it because it's like, oh, we can't do that. Uh, It's hilarious. I hope somebody will do it, but we can't do that. You know, we went... Went to like the nut companies and things like that, you know, <laughs> Fisher, which, yeah. Fisher Nuts and things <laughs> like that. And we thought we had them, but they right. were, and then, uh, we were like, we're doing this if we don't, even if we don't have a sponsor on yeah. this. And Hockey Haven, which is obviously a, a supplier of hockey equipment, uh, right. jumped on board, and people still talk about that one to this day <laughs> that, we, that we did that. So you came in that night, and people were, uh, we're getting their straps and some people are like, well, I don't, I don't understand." And some people were putting them on their heads and, you know, put, putting whatever them on. It works. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, we got a lot of attention for that one, mm-hmm. and it was fun, and it was kind of that goofy thing. But you know, the Vecchian, uh theory to promotions—I oh, like that. that Vecchian. Yeah, so that that's something that we we strive to do, and right. every year when we sit down uh, in the summertime, we get our whole staff together from the owner all the way down through our interns. We're all in the locker room, big table, whiteboards. Mm-hmm. Everything, we just start coming up with ideas. Every idea goes on the board and some of them are crazier than others. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of them are, they just make you laugh and you realize they're so irreverent that there's no <laughs> way that you could do that. And, uh, but there, you know, there's a lot of really neat stuff that other teams do in the league and in the baseball minor leagues and hockey in the minor leagues and stealing is a form of flattery in our sure. business. Mm-hmm. You, you want to be able to take somebody's idea and capitalize on it. I will tell you that the the human hockey puck that we've been doing here. Uh, we were really the first ones to do that uh, the way we do it, where you get pulled all the way to the other end. Right. And, um, Uncle Ben's has been the sponsor of that forever because they get huge play because it's like the biggest thing we do sure. every night during an intermission. And uh, we've seen people try to copy that, much like when I was with the Brewers and we had the sausage race yep. and it was up on the screen on that horrible scoreboard we had <laughs> I remember that. Stadium. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and we had, had it and then... One year, Dean Reneke, who, uh who is now over at Capco and running the Chinooks, he's like, well, what if we did this live? So we came up with the characters and mm-hmm. um, obviously we all know what that's turned into. Yeah, no kidding. And you got all these other teams who have tried to copy it in some way, whether it's the president's race or – uh, the pierogies running around in Pittsburgh or mm-hmm. things like that. Well, in our league, people have tried taking human hockey puck okay. and doing something with it, and it just has failed. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it it pales in comparison. Right. And so that's something we're real proud of that you know we came up with something that mm-hmm. somebody else is trying to take and carry on, please. I mean, right. If you can find a way to do it for your market, that's great. And Dog Day was something we took from someone else. Um, San Antonio did a Dog Day and was popular and it's like, we ought to try that. And that's something that every year has grown and grown and grown. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And people think it's cool to be able to bring your dog to the game. So (laughs) it's kind of a fun thing that uh, minor league teams are able to do. And I've seen even some major league baseball teams have started doing a little bit of a Dog Day thing. So it's interesting how these promotions kind of make their way around and people try different stuff.
0: Well, I love the way you brought up, you know, the racing sausages because there is that I mean, Milwaukee connection, obviously. And to your point with the human hockey puck, with the sausages, people see those ideas that are similar, but they always think of the original yeah. ones. So I think that's your point. There. I think that's great. As you said, that's kind of like you guys winning that award. To me, that's definitely like a, a badge of honor if I were you guys. No question. Absolutely. That's cool. You mentioned this earlier a little bit with the players as far as getting out and, you know, going to like schools and and even, you know, things like doing interviews How important is that, especially on the minor league side and within the community? Because obviously with someone like a major league franchise in the NHL, they're going to draw not only from that city, but the region and even the country, depending on who they are. The admirals obviously are going to be a little more centralized. So, how important do you see that as being a factor of getting those players out there?
1: Yeah, it's vitally important because you have to one, you have to give back to the community that gives to you. And people are choosing to use their discretionary income to right. come to see your product. So, to be able to give back in some way is you know that's a huge part of what we're about. And whether it's going to the hospital, going, being part of our reading program going out and doing other charity events around town, sending Roscoe out all over the place, our mascot. Mm-hmm. Those things are hugely important. And again, also part of the development for the player. Yeah. And, you know, these guys have to learn how to do that stuff. And I've been with lots of young guys who had never gone to a reading program before or didn't know exactly what to do. And now they're with us for their second or third year. And, you know, it's like old hat for right. them. So they also know that when they get called up or let's say, you know, we're going to take guys to Children's Hospital, and they've never been in that type of environment before. Sure, and how to go about doing that. Well, you know, when they get to Nashville, they're going to do that again, mm-hmm. and you have to feel comfortable and understand how this stuff works and and the people that you're impacting. So, you know, community relations. I learned a long time ago from uh, my my old uh, boss at the Brewers Bud Selig that you do community relations because they're the right thing you, to do. You don't do them to pat yourself on the back. Mm-hmm. So you know, we try to do community relations because they're the right thing to do and they're a way to give back. And, you know, if we happen to get some attention or credit for doing that, that's a nice benefit, but it's not why
0: any team should go about doing it and certainly not why we do. I think it's a great perspective to have, but I think it is important uh, from people like myself and other people you speak with, um, you know, that it does get out there. I think it's important because so many people think of athletes as a lot of times being selfish and I'm sure you've been around it. Yes, there are plenty of guys who are selfish with their time and their money, but Most I would say are the exact opposite. Yeah, the vast
1: majority of athletes are wonderful. You only hear about that handful of guys that are just not, you know, doing what you'd hope they would do, or or being a bad example, and they get all the attention for being that way. But the ninety eight percent of the guys who are doing things and you know under the radar, you know, we have a player who became a mentor for a student uh, a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. and you know nobody knows about that right, and right. he's made a real impact on somebody's life. We had another player who he likes to go over to children's hospital to visit just on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't even you know they the hospital is aware of it. And they know what what's going on and right. they're on board with it but you know this guy isn't like going, "Hey, tell everybody I'm going to the hospital to visit." It's <laughs> yeah. not get why get a he's camera doing out it. there. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's not like that at
0: yep. all. Yeah. Well again, I think that's important to hear that and I appreciate you bringing that up. We are getting against the clock here. Um I appreciate you coming and talking about this kind of behind the scenes look and what you're trying to do. And I, to me, it's extremely fascinating. I hope the listeners can take a lot from it. What would you want to leave the listeners with? Maybe it is somebody who is looking into this as a career um, you know, of marketing of, of some type um, or getting into the sports field. What would you point to as just being the absolute most important thing you need to think about when you're talking about marketing a sports franchise? Because again, as you mentioned, it's different than buying something off the shelf.
1: Right. It's, uh, it's a t- totally unique business. You know, working in sports has so many rewards that uh, are not monetary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always you know, talk to high school kids or college kids and they'll look at me and I said, just so you know, the, unif- the, guys, the players in the uniforms get paid. The rest <laughs> of us do it because we love what we do. Right. And you get to have fun, you get to laugh, you get to come up with creative stuff to do, you, you get to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. It doesn't always all work. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you you may think, well, I failed doing that. We well, didn't fail. You just you know need to find another way to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there's lots of lots of good ideas out there. Everybody's looking for that next great idea, that great sports marketing thing. Who's going to have that next sausage race? Who's right. going to have that next Uncle Ben's human hockey puck? You know, we're out there trying to come up with those new ideas too. And you know, you want to keep it fresh, and that's part of the part of the fun too.
0: Well, with that, we are going to close out this edition of Management Decisions and our conversation with John Greenberg, the president of the Milwaukee Emeralds John, thank you very much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Now, if you, the listeners, have any show ideas, feel free to send those to LJN Radio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. Definitely be sure to check out all of our shows on iTunes as well. For everyone here at the Local Job Network, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.